0: welcome to mommy's pot of magic today we are hosting the third episode of our podcast My name is Sheree, the founder of this community organization, along with Sam and Brenda, my two co-founders. We are a group of Disney moms spilling the tea on everyday magic and what it takes to be a mom on the daily and at the parks. We are excited to introduce to you our next special guest. Her name is Erica Kusnavi. She's a Disney-loving mom of a beautiful girl, promoting Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Black and living her best life through endless magic and possibilities.
1: What is your name, age, and where are you located? Uh, My name is Erica, um, a.k.a. Erica's Endless Magic. Um, I am 31. That sounds right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I currently live in the Atlanta, Georgia area.
2: Ooh, how is it over there
1: right now? Um, It's hot. Uh, We're (laughs) finally starting to get a little cooler in the morning, so I'm looking forward to actual fall weather because everybody knows summer in the south is stifling.
2: I flew through Atlanta once on my way back to this area and it was during December and it was gorgeous. Like the fall leaves. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started with Disney bounding?
1: Ooh, um, how did I I'm not even really sure. Um, I think it just kind of happened like once I joined the Disney community on Instagram. Um I was seeing people do it, and I've always been very interested in like cosplaying and um, all of that. But I I don't have the skill set for that. I can't sew, um, and um, I just didn't really know like where to even get started. And so Disney bounding was a really like fun way to kind of take items that were already in my closet and like Disneyfy them. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started following people who did it, uh, following Leslie who's the creator. Mm-hmm. Um, just connecting with people who are already kind of in that community and then started doing it. And some of my early Disney bounds, I'm um, not proud of, I I would love to review them now that I have a little more time under my belt, but um, yeah, I just kind of started and now it's something really fun to do. And I will literally find any reason to Disney bound for like any occasion. And it's always fun when like you're with people who aren't necessarily in the know about Disney bounding and then like somebody catches what you're going for and it's like yes success
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh that's awesome yeah it's like those little ones like yes you know what I did what I like yes. what I'm trying to do with this <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> that's awesome and so I know you started Bibbidi Bobbidi Black so what's the hashtags mission and how did you come up with Bibbidi Bobbidi Black <laughs> yeah
1: um so about three years ago now um when I first started my Disney page um it was initially started as kind of like a dumping ground for my Disney photos because like my on my regular page and like my other friends outside of Disney were getting sick of my Disney stuff (laughs) um and so I just kind of wanted a place to like put it all um and then as I started doing that I kind of realized that like I didn't see a whole lot of people who looked like me um it kind of was like the same handful of folks that I was seeing and I just refused to believe that like there were you know weren't black Disney fans out there I'm like Mm -hmm. I know we exist like we've got to exist I, I know it um and so I just kind of started by trying to connect with other fans of the Disney fandoms um and from there I wanted a way To connect us all, Um, and this was like I don't know, 15 Instagram algorithm changes ago. Um, But (laughs) back when I think hashtags were actually still effective, um, I just kind of wanted a place where everybody could like find each other. Um, And so that first year, about three years ago, um, during Black History Month, uh, we did a a project, and we called it Bippity Boppity Black um, after Bippity Boppity Boo uh, from Cinderella. I just like the alliteration of it all. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And um, from there, it really just grew. It was meant to kind of be like a a one-time thing for this one project for Black History Month (laughs) to kind of highlight Black creators in the space. And then it dawned on me that like, that shouldn't be exclusive to one year out of the month. Like, just like, I feel like Latinx, uh, you know, community members shouldn't only get highlighted during Hispanic Heritage Month and AAPI Month and all that good stuff, you know. Um, I feel like, it was kind of putting us in a box. And so I just wanted a a place where people could find a sense of community, find folks who look like them. And then from there really just expand to like all POC members in the Disney community. Um, And once it kind of opened up, I realized that there are so many of us out there um, and so many people who, Maybe even if, like, they're not black, they have friends who are or family who are. And, like, from there, it was just, like, the community just kept growing. And I've connected with so many people through this hashtag. And so the mission now, I guess, is really just a a place where people feel like they belong and can connect with other people who are into things that they are into and look like them because that's just a a fun, you know, common ground to start on. And you can really build relationships from there.
0: I love that. It's it's very meaningful. And I'm all about... When I do campaigns or even like little bound challenges, I try to relate it to something that is meaningful and impactful, so I'm totally with you on that one. Thanks.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I know like you got we we had a win with Courtney's line. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. You know,
2: her line with Disney like uh, like oh my gosh you know that's a dream come true yeah I'm so so proud of her and it's just it makes you know all of us all oh, even the kids you know like hey if she can do it we can do it you yep. know so that that was a huge win and it's amazing I can't wait to get one of her items
1: yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful collection definitely worth shopping
2: yeah, I saw. Actually, one of Sharon came by, and she had the little, little small purse. Yeah, the little Tiana one, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I need to get that." So I'm <laughs> definitely adding that to Katana's collection. <laughs> so, <laughs> how has having representation in Disney through Princess Tiana, because she was the first, impacted you and your daughter's life?
1: Wow, um, I I don't even know if I have the words. I'm going to try to articulate this. <laughs> um, so for me, growing up. Um, there were no princesses who looked like me, right? Um, I was 17 when we got Tiana, uh, 18. Um, So, you know, a legal adult um, before I ever saw an animated Disney princess who looked like me. Um, Prior to that, I used to cling to, like can recite the entire thing word for word, absolutely love it. Um, Brandy and Whitney Houston's iteration of Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. um, Because that entire film it's just I don't want to say it was colorblind casting um but it it literally just like it didn't even make sense right like some of the casting choices but then it made perfect sense yeah and yeah it it made me feel seen right like Mm -hmm. it's like it it shouldn't make sense but it does it's magical like here is this black princess with box braids which I used to have my hair braided all the time as a kid (laughs) um huge fan of Brandy's and Whitney Houston so just like seeing that was like That was all I had, right?
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Right But when it
1: came to Disney animated movies, sorry, that is my dog. apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I spent so much time in my childhood trying to like find traits that I related to in other Disney princesses, right? Which I, I have so many, right? Like I, I love the entire Disney princess catalog, but there's something to be said for seeing yourself, right? Um, And, and believing that that's possible. So for me, the importance that Tiana has played has really just been the belief that it's possible, right? And this, this notion that my daughter never has to grow up in a world where she doesn't see a princess that looks like her. She, yeah. she never has to question whether or not she can be a princess because the blueprint's already there. Um, and so now instead of fighting just to be seen, her, her plight will be different. Like her, her journey will be different. Now it's a matter of telling more diverse stories and, and really just, um, shining a light on those other communities that need to be seen in that in this you know regard um, she knows she's royalty right um yeah. and I think that is it's something I can't even express fully like how happy that makes me to know that like her her world is already starting off at a much better place uh, when it comes to Disney magic than mine did and that ours did um and now we can just continue to kind of pave the way for the generations that come behind us to see more of themselves in the magic. And like, I I just think that that's going to be amazing. Because if I love Disney this much and I didn't see myself until I was an adult, there's no telling (laughs) what's in store for her. So my very long-winded answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I I love that. Yeah, it's, it's so cool being able to see all that representation. And then D23, you know, well, before D23, they announced, you know, Hallie as yeah. the little mermaid and then just seeing that and seeing her and seeing the reactions. Like exactly. I saw some of the reactions and just the tears that were coming from my my best friend her daughter is black and just seeing that and like it's just like it just gave me so much emotion knowing that she's gonna grow up seeing live-action mermaid just look like her yep like like she looks like me you know yes. and it's just it's, it's such a beautiful thing, and it's just, it really warms my heart. And I'm, I, it feels like Disney is going in the right direction. And that goes into our other question. Does the new live-action Little Mermaid give a positive indication that Disney is heading in the right direction with representation? And with all of the announcements as well that were made with other animated features.
1: Yeah, I think um, they're definitely listening. They're definitely watching. Um, I think they recognize that their POC fan base is large. Um, that we, from a business standpoint, control a lot of their spending dollars and their earning <laughs> potential. And at the end of the day, Disney is a business and they want our money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they recognize that, while yes, we will engage with all of your stories and you know, we, we are here for the storytelling and the magic, there's really something to be said when we see ourselves. And I think the movie that really tipped the scales was Coco. Um, mm. I think yeah, telling a story that was unlike any that they had done before, um, about a POC-based character line, and as well as Coco did, then it was like, okay, well we dipped our toe, let's give him in canto. Mm-hmm. And then we all know what that did, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think they're, like, finally starting to see that, like, okay, not only can we, like, make this fan base happy, but look how much money we can also
3: bring in. Yeah.
1: And so it really just opens up a world of possibilities. So not only from the retelling of A Little Mermaid, um, you know, and, and casting uh, Hallie as the live action, um, but uh, there's going to be a new um, Afro-Latina princess, Asha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to saw
0: that. Like,
1: <laughs> that's amazing. Like, and the melding of culture. So now not only are we getting, like, standalone, like Coco or Encanto or, you know, Tiana, But now we get to meld these two communities together. And we all know the Afro-Latina community is huge, right? So you talk about what that does for representation, like kids who felt like they didn't belong or that they had to like check one box, right? Like, oh, I only fit (laughs) over here, I only fit over here. And like to see yourself now across the diaspora that, that's invaluable, I, and I think Disney is starting to recognize it. They're definitely moving in the right direction, and I'm really excited to see what comes of this because um, we're out here and we deserve to be seen and represented, and our kids deserve it. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with putting a blonde ponytail in your hair and pretending to be Elsa because Elsa is awesome. <laughs> but man, yeah. is it cool when you can dress like a princess who actually looks like you? That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just
2: it's amazing. Yeah, just. Katana's really loves all the different princesses and just seeing all that diversity. I think it also helps too because I think then there's no like there's like you know any princess any color you know it's like you don't see any type of separations.
3: Yeah, there doesn't need to be a separation. Anybody there doesn't
1: exactly anybody can be a princess. That is the message that I think needs to hit home. And mm-hmm. prior to 2009. It didn't look as if anybody could be a princess. And so that's now we're finally yeah, starting so to true. add in the anybody. And I'm not saying that, like, because you're black, Tiana should be your favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. But n- it's nice to know that, like, hey, she's at least in the lineup, right? So,
3: like, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Based on the attributes of these princesses, not just the physical attributes, which
3: ones you relate to the most, which is great. Yeah. We I mean, were excited to the way that it's going. Yeah. Okay, so we also saw that you had a beautiful wedding, so congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And so can you tell us a little bit about how you incorporated Disney into your big day? Absolutely. Um, so
1: a little bit of background. Um, I'm obviously obsessed with Princess Tiana. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of other favorite Disney movies and moments and characters, but like she is my girl. I will always rep hard for her. Um, yeah. and I always felt like I needed to fight the most for her because like, she was just underrepresented. Like, even once she came out, like, her merchandise was far and few between. She was just a lot harder to find as far as the princess lineup went. Um, so, with that little bit of background, my husband is not a Disney fan.
3: Okay. Oh.
1: Not into it. It is not his thing. He loves me. Therefore, he accepts it. But he's there all the time to go anywhere and do anything that's not Disney because he's sick of it. Uh, <laughs> so... He proposed during the diamond celebration at Disneyland. Wow. Um, And it was amazing. In front of the castle. Very cliche, but it was perfect for me. So Mm -hmm. I have zero thoughts about it. Um, But after all the dust settled, he was like, (laughs) we got engaged at Disney. I do not want a Disney wedding. I do not want to be married at Disney. And I said, okay, compromise. I can work (laughs) with that.
0: Did you really?
1: I I had to get creative. um, And I was trying to think of ways that I can incorporate Disney in our special day without jamming it down his throat. Um, And so I settled on a Princess and the Frog-inspired wedding. Inspired, not themed. He's very particular about that. Um, Inspired wedding. (laughs) Um, We went to New Orleans, which is, if anybody hasn't seen Princess and the Frog, the city that it's based out of. Um, And I tried to model uh, my style of dress and some of my accessories and things after Tiana in the um, almost there scene where she's in a white dress. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of my favorite scenes. Visually in the entire movie, um, and also she's in a white dress; it's a wedding, you know. It kind of made sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> to um, thank you. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so that is like my my crowning joy, if you will. Um, it's like my my. Most successful Disney-bound, that is one Disney-bound look that I don't think I will try again, um, just because, like, how do you top a wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's how we did it, and um, I DIY'd a lot uh, decor-wise for our wedding, because, again, Princess Tiana is not easy to come by, and, like, unlike some of the more popular themes, like uh, Beauty and the Beast or... Alice in Wonderland, you can find a lot of, like, party decor mm-hmm. um, around those movies. Finding Princess and the Frog decor for a wedding was not an easy task. So lots of DIYs. We tried to incorporate little things um, from the movie. Uh, we had, like, a table um, for loved ones who had passed away. Um, and that sign said, we've got friends on the other side, which was a reference to Facilier. Um mm-hmm. Had like the silhouettes of Tiana and Naveen on our wedding programs. We so had pretty. Little, like fairy lights that flitted like fireflies that were supposed to represent Ray in our centerpieces. So just a lot of like small nods where like it maybe wouldn't be blatantly obvious if you weren't a Disney fan or a Princess and the Frog fan, but like I knew what they meant, and so it made it really special to me and really personal for me. Um, and I will talk about my wedding and share photos from my wedding any chance I get because I'm still obsessed all these years
0: thank you for sharing that yeah yep. Sam was like yeah we've got to ask about the wedding and everything and it just sounds so magical and it gives me someone like me I'm not yet engaged um but we've been talking about it but I've also wanted to do like a Disney themed wedding just subtle because my yes. yeah my partner is also the same way as your husband he's like no Disney no Disney <laughs>
1: There's still ways to add that magic in there. We just have to be a little sneakier
3: about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was the opposite because AJ, my husband, we just got married, 2020, actually, during the pandemic. Yeah. fun ways to incorporate them, and you just know it makes it that much more special to you. Yep. Absolutely. So, can you tell us a little bit about your little girl? How has motherhood um, of a toddler, of a <laughs> d- you being able to go to Disney, and just, you know, what you were doing before in the Disney community, how has that affected
1: it? Yeah, um, being a mom is, as cliche as this sounds, my greatest joy. Um, I, it's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I it, One of those things, like, motherhood was one of those things that um, was always, like, kind of like, oh, that'd be cool, but, like, I wasn't really, like, I must be a mom. And I know some women that's like main goal. Like I was kind of like, yeah, if it's just us and our dogs, like that'd be okay too. Like, we'll try. We'll see what happens, you know, (laughs) like not going to stress over it. So, um, we got pregnant during the pandemic. So that was a unique experience within itself. Uh, I had a brutal delivery. um, Oh, and so, yeah, it was, that was not a pleasant experience. Um, just health, unforeseen health complications. She almost took me out, but we both made it. So, um, I just, you know, we're just, we're fighters, I think. Um, And so just seeing my little preemie who who should have had way more issues than she had uh, be a total rock star. Like literally every day, I'm just like in awe of her little spunkiness and her spirit. And um, she's a lot of fun. I call her my little broke best friend. Um, (laughs) I I love (laughs) her. Thank you. Um, I'm sure that, uh, you know, The years will be trying. Uh, We are about to enter into year number two here in January, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Everybody keeps telling me, they call it terrible two, but threes are really what you need to look out for, and I'm like,
3: okay. Yes. Yes,
0: actually, everyone's right. (laughs)
3: Good Good luck. luck. Good luck. Oh, God. Don't tell me that. I'm not ready. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not ready either. I should settle down a little
1: bit. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, well, that, I think, seals the deal that we are one and done, you know? Um, (laughs) No, but I I love being a mom. Um, It's great. I think I always, with, like, two would be perfect. Um, My husband and I are both one of three. Um, I'm the oldest of my bunch. He's the youngest of his bunch, was, we've always had our siblings built in best friends um I just am like I wouldn't even know what to do with an only child like uh, it's just what like that's not fun Obviously. give him a sibling um <laughs> but it's only because that wasn't my experience um but now that my birthing experience was so traumatic yeah. um I'm kind of like one sounds great one and a puppy that's <laughs> awesome let's do that uh, <laughs> but yeah no Disney um it, it's different with a kid. That is, that is for sure. Um, I was queen of a girl's trip to Disney. I was queen of let's get lit. Let's have a drink. Let's oh. have a good time. There are certain things you just can't do the same when the baby is present. Yes. <laughs> um, that, that has changed. But luckily, um, I, I never thought I'd use this in a sentence. But luckily, my husband doesn't like Disney. So he doesn't always want to go. Um, and so recently, I've been like, yeah, you keep Kinsley. I'm going to Disney. It's great. Uh, <laughs> so I've gotten to do a few solo trips since being a mom. I say solo, like where I've got to meet up with friends. Um, so that's great, like, from my old life that I still get to do. Mm-hmm. And we were fortunate enough, we were able to take her to both Walt Disney World and Disneyland this year. Nice. Um, so she has experienced both parks. And when I say experienced, I mean she lasted maybe two hours <laughs> before she had capped out and it was time to go back to the hotel. Um, so I think we're going to wait a little bit. She's very yeah. into the movies right now. So right now I'm just trying to, like, deep dive. We're going to watch all the classics, kind of get her familiar. She loves Mickey and Minnie, Mickey, Minnie, and Pooh Bear. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yes, Mickey, Minnie, Pooh Bear, um, those are her jams right now. And really anything with, like, animals. So, like, she doesn't call it the Aristocats. It's the cat movie. You know? <laughs> Lady and the Tramp, it's the dog movie, but the dog movie is also 101 Dalmatian, so you know, you just got to show her the picture and see which one you get, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if we'll be doing parks again really soon, I just think she needs more time, it's, uh, she's free, so it's fine, you know, but she only lasts a couple of hours, but, um, she just, you know, you don't get the full experience, you're in the park two hours, I think both times, Walt Disney World, we rode, uh, Small World, mm-hmm. The inferior version, in my personal opinion. I definitely think Disneyland's is better. Same. Um, so I was like, well, that sucks. So that's your first ride experience. Like, I'm sorry, kid. <laughs> but she was pretty much done after that one ride. And then at Disneyland, we were in line to do Casey Jr., uh, the train, and then it broke down. Um, oh, man. And so we got out of line to do that, and we went to do the Pooh ride, and it terrified her because it was dark. So, you know, we haven't yeah. really been hitting on all cylinders with the ride, <laughs> But we're going to keep working on it. She just needs more time.
2: Yeah, the rides were for Katana because she went a little after she turned two in December last year. And, yeah, the dark rides were not her thing. It was scary. We went on Pinocchio. Yeah, that that was not. She, she was not having it. Um, but now that we took her back in May this year, because we went for Star Wars night, mm-hmm. we went for that weekend, She she did enjoy it a lot more. Um, and I think I'm not going to take her back until next year for Oogie Boogie Bash, because she
0: loves
2: it. I was saying, yeah, with Night Before Christmas, I would play the songs for her when I was pregnant with her, because I have loved it. And then when she was born, I'd play it while I was, like, doing her laundry, feeding her, and then started playing the movie. And then at some point, she just... Saw interest. Like I thought she was gonna be terrified watching it. Yeah, but no, she loves it. I mean, we even have a skeleton in uh, our garage right now <laughs> because she we went to Party City and she wanted it. And I'll I'll reshare my stories, but she was like trying to feed it ice cream and her <laughs> snacks.
3: So oh. <laughs> I love it. that's adorable. No, that don't. Mila had a phase when she was two and she wanted only to wear jack. Like that's what she would. T-
0: like, I remember I would like that.
3: Jack. <laughs> so I had to like go and like make some clothes that was Nightmare Before Christmas because it was before it got really popular again. Yeah. So I had to go to like buy fabric, make her little dresses. Wow. And my husband AJ, he like messed up some of her vans because he put vinyl Jack over them, and I'm like, these mm-hmm. were bunnies, like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: them <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny but oh
3: yeah no that's funny that all oh, your daughter was scared of the dark rides that happens to me of- Mila didn't care for some reason that like all really? the rides were dark it's just like yeah i'm not disney
0: <laughs> my son hated snow white especially um you know in the forest part mm-hmm. he hated it it was thought it
1: was a safe bet you know, I was like, it's Pooh. She loves Pooh. That's yeah. like, that's her trifecta. Mickey, Minnie, and Pooh Bear. That's what. That's all she sees. Yeah. The entire room is Pooh Bear themed. I'm like, look, it's Pooh. And she's like gripping onto my husband's shirt for dear life. I have a, a funny photo. I'll share it with y'all. Um, like, you can just see, like, the the grip. I'm like, I, she is terrified. And I'm I like, horrible. What are you going to do? You're stuck. Like, we got to fix the ride. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just won't do this anymore. But we met Pooh after. And she loved that interaction from a distance. When she started to get closer, she was, she was a little less thrilled about it. But um, So, yeah, poo in the light is fine. Poo in the dark in her room, also fine. Poo, dark ride, no go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so good there. I mean, I guess it can be
3: scary. They're like, you're so big.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I was, I was just along for the every day i'm just along for the ride i'm like okay are we into this today no not today okay cool. strawberries <laughs> are good today we're gonna throw them all on the floor tomorrow
3: awesome you know we're just we're liking it <laughs> and so we know you just went to disneyland for a d23 yes. do you have any more trips planned or maybe any family trips i know you just said you're gonna wait a little bit with her but do you have
1: yeah. any um I will be there once more this year. Um, so no Walt Disney World trips, which is crazy because I live closer. That would make mm-hmm. more sense. Um, but um, my cousin, who is, we are the two like resident Disney nuts in the family. Um, she is turning 30 this year. Um, so Yay. to celebrate her big 30th, we are going to do a weekend at Disneyland. Um, and so, of course, I have to come back in town for that um, because family is everything. So it is a family trip, just not with my little family unit. Um, but outside of that, I I think that's it. That's like the first week in December we're doing that. No other trips on the books right now, although I would really like to get to the very Merry Christmas party at Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. So I'm keeping an eye out because I I might try to sneak in one more trip. Mm (laughs) Just don't play this for my husband. Uh, but, I'm like gonna think one more. Um, but other than that, nothing else on the books. And we'll look for next year. I'd really like to conquer one of the international parks next year. That's a bucket list for me. Next year, we are aiming for an international park. Um, so we'll see.
2: Do you have one specifically in oh. mind?
1: <laughs> yeah um so this might seem weird but like um of the three international parks uh, I hear that Paris is the worst
0: That's yeah. what I heard yeah. so I,
1: I want to start there so that I don't like go in with one of like the awesome parks, and then, like, end on Paris, and I'm, like, disappointed, so I'm gonna start with the worst, and work my way up, my expectations can only grow, like, so I'm gonna start with the suckiest park, hopefully, and hopefully Disneyland Paris is on my radar for next year. (laughs) That's
3: my plan, too, and my husband's, like, why don't we just not go to that one, and I was, but my sister lives over there, so I'm, like, I want to go with her. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you can't not go to the park, right, like, it's, like, the dream to hit all of the parks. Any
0: cruises um, that you guys are planning? I know Sam and I have been looking at some.
3: Yeah, my husband's been wanting to go on a cruise, and I really want to do the Florida one so we can go to the island. Ooh. But
2: he's like adding a new island I saw, right? I think they announced it at D23.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be like 2024, though, or 2025 (sighs) before it's open. Oh,
3: okay. I
0: can wait.
3: But he's trying to pull the trigger, maybe on a Christmas one in San Diego. I don't know yet, though. Oh, how fun! Be That'll awesome. be fun. I have not done a Disney cruise yet. That's
1: another item of mine. Um, I'm not a huge fan of cruising. Oh, admittedly, I get sick. Oh, okay. Um, so it becomes mm-hmm. very unpleasant. <laughs> but I, I, I get sick, sick on a really boat too. too. Yeah, yeah, but I, my friends are like, "Just try the patch," and it's, yeah,
2: I get sick on smaller boats yeah she's like it's a bigger boat and she just says depending on like you can't really feel it i don't know like i i just i want to try a cruise to see how my body handles it and then we'll go from there because my fiance as well wants to try cruises he's like i really want to go on a cruise because i just i don't know
1: we'll see (laughs) i've done so we did like i mean a carnival which Mm -hmm. is i apparently not recommended but um my not anymore carnival cruise it was a week long so long, I loved them dearly. It wasn't them; it was just a long time on a boat. Like I was like, please put me on solid land. <laughs> um, but I was fine the first few days. I um, mean, it was a Thanksgiving cruise. Of course, Damn. I got like deathly ill on Thanksgiving, so I couldn't even enjoy like mm-hmm. the best food day um, because I was so sick. Um, so, and I had like the patches. Yay. I had the, the bracelet that like you know does the pressure yeah. or whatever. And I was good for a few days until I wasn't. So I'm like, maybe I need to stick with, like, Unless? a three to four day because seven maybe. is too much. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have tried it. We'll see. I, I don't know. It's not, like, top of my list. I would prefer to hit the international parks before a cruise. Mm-hmm. But you never know. I'm, I've been known to pull the trigger on a spontaneous trip with very little notice. My husband loves that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Okay. Um. Um. How do you maintain a positive outlook in life and on social media?
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, I know like religion isn't everybody's thing. Um. But uh, I am spiritual, if you will. Um. You know, Christian, non-denominational. I truly think that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. That honestly, we're just really blessed. Like when you look at life as a whole. Um you know, not to take on the, you know, but I really am just like grateful. I, I have all the things I, I wish for and prayed for and hope for. And when you stop and like when things get hard and you're like, okay, I, I used to pray for days like this. I prayed mm-hmm. to be in this position. You know, I worked to be in this position. It kind of helps adjust your mindset um, through, through those tough times. Um, I also still believe that magic can happen. Like I still believe in miracles. I still believe in small magic moments. Um, And when I try to operate, not without sin, I'm not perfect. But when I try to operate from a place of trying to be that magic in someone else's life, I have found that it comes back tenfold. Um, Mm. And so I try to operate the same way on social that I do just in my daily life. And I feel like um, it's really been reciprocated. The community is what I'm here for. Um, I know a lot of people have ups and downs and, you know, or maybe they haven't found their footing quite yet or found their tribe or however you want to say it. But um, I, I truly feel like this commonality of loving Disney and, you know, believing in magic uh, flows through all of us. And when you start there, you just continue to build and you find that, you know, you have more things in common outside of Disney. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I've made lifelong friends um, through this little Instagram (laughs) and um, been connected with some really amazing people and had some really great opportunities. And so, um, I just try to hold on to that and act from a place of gratefulness and, you know, try to be a bridge for someone else because you just, you know, there were people who were bridges for me. And so if I can, um, you know, help somebody get to somewhere, just help them through a rough day or whatever the case may be, um, it, it comes back tenfold. So
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, we're all for that. That's kind of how Sam, Brendan, and I connected to through the community. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, is there any, like, specific creators out there that you've really connected with and that you still call your um, long, long-time yeah. friends?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's a bunch. And I feel like if I start naming people, I'm going to leave somebody out. But oh. um, <laughs> Maybe just two then.
0: <laughs> Name two only.
1: <laughs> okay. Woo! Okay, well... <laughs> I'm going to name more than two because they're, okay, I'm going to name more than two because they're people that you guys see me with all the time. And so, like, mm-hmm. um, obviously Dominique Brown, mm-hmm. um, who's the co-founder of Black Girl Disney, mm-hmm. love her. Um, and, um, somebody that you don't see as often, but I spend a lot of time with at Disney as my friend, Evelyn, um, lot Disney pixie is her, her Disney handle. She doesn't (laughs) post as actively, but like we have just become really tight, um, you know, since starting this thing. Um, so you'll, you'll see me with Evelyn quite a bit. Uh, Morgan, uh, Mojo's mm-hmm. Magic, um, Adriana, Bippy Bubbly, broke. Uh, okay, um, yeah, I Andy, think- Darling Nikki, Kirsten, Beauty and the Bubbly. Um, it's just so RJ, the, the adventurous RJ. Like I, I have so many people who I I literally like talk to on the phone multiple times. A wow, month, you know, not just oh, like, I love that yeah uh, like legitimate friends guys <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I know I'm missing people and it's not because there's any love lost but uh, these are folks who I think I've talked to within the past like 24 hours so mm-hmm. they're top of mind right now but um, okay. yeah lots of really great people that i so to so with, and I'm, I'm just grateful
0: yeah that's awesome okay and, and is there any advice that you would like to provide for the POC community or specifically POC Disney Creators
1: yeah um let's see find your people they don't have to look like you to be your people but find your people because I have found that it makes being on the internet which can be a very treacherous place at times so much better uh, when you just find people that you genuinely vibe with Uh, it makes you happy to get on your timeline and see who posted what Mm -hmm. um Post what makes you happy. This is for everybody, um, non-POC, just everybody. Um, post what sparks joy for you. Um, I so oftentimes hear from creators that like they feel like they can't do something because somebody else is already doing it or they feel mm-hmm. like somebody else is doing it better or what, or whatever limitations they're putting on themselves. Post what makes you happy because at the end of the day, nobody does you like you. So, like, yes, are there 16 billion people posting about LoungeFly? Absolutely, but are there 16 people... Sixteen billion people. Who are you? No. So, like, you posting about Loungefly is gonna be your own unique, you know, perspective. I'm using Loungefly as an example because they're awesome, and I talk about them a lot. But um, <laughs> yeah, just post what makes you happy because then the burnout doesn't happen, you know, as quickly because it's actually something that you're passionate about that you're excited about. Versus like if you're trying to post for numbers or post for clout or whatever, like that gets real old real fast, and people can see through that. They can see when you're being fake and when you're not being your authentic self, and it makes it a lot harder to find community so I think if you find your community and you post what you enjoy you'll
0: be fine it's wonderful how we all can kind of just finally find that common ground and why we're on social media in the first place so be
3: social yeah (laughs) right social
0: media (laughs) nice way to put it I never put it that way so it's good
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah, because I remember, like, you know, when you're younger, back in the day, they're like, don't make friends online, and I'm like, well, some of my closest friends are online.
1: Times are different. I mean, you you know, you still need situational awareness. There are still weirdos on the internet. (laughs) I have, you know, had some run-ins with folks that I'm just like, I would not ever cross paths with you in my regular life, and, like, I would be okay with that, Um, but for the most part, it has been very positive and really awesome people, so, you know. Yeah it's all in what you make it
0: well we Definitely. think you're awesome and like brenda i'm also fangirling um and i'm glad sam can finally you know meet you kind of virtually yeah but yeah. um we just really want to thank you it was so fun
1: thanks for having me i really appreciate it um i don't get to do podcasts like hardly ever so really it's really awesome yeah um, so I'm really excited to, like, you know, promote the episode and promote the podcast in general. And hopefully we'll build up a following and y'all keep That's doing sense. this. And it's going to be amazing. We need more mommies spreading magic around here. Yeah, exactly. Sarah, thank you.
0: This is all about community for us, too. Um, you know, being a mom is different, like you said, at the parks with a child. So we kind of want to put that magic on Instagram. <laughs> so.
1: Yes. And any tips and tricks y'all have uh, for for first park visit when I
3: build up the courage, please share them because <laughs> I clearly need them. Sam knows all of it. <laughs> stroller, like a very comfortable stroller.
1: Okay, noted. Noted.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode. For our next episode, we'll be featuring another special guest and celebrating spooky season. Do not forget to like and subscribe to our Spotify and YouTube channels. Kindly follow our Instagrams at Mommy's Pot of Magic and Erica at Erica's Endless Magic. Thank you and talk to you soon.